Welcome back to the Black and Green Podcast. We're so excited to have you guys with us. We also have a very special guest with us today, Christina Arenas. She is one of our artisans based in Tampa, Florida. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. No problem. So I always like to kind of start off with you just telling us a bit about your story, um, particularly thinking about your wellness journey. What kind of sparked it? Where are you now? And let's just start there. Well, yeah, I definitely definitely can say, I guess my wellness journey began with my youngest daughter. Um, when she was in kindergarten, um, she went to school and she learned about yoga and she wanted me to practice with her. Um, mind you, she's 19 now. So that was like, what, 14, almost 15 years ago. And so um, I started practicing with her and I started enjoying it. And um, it just kind of just grew from there. Just That's you know. really early because like you hear kids doing yoga in school now, but I didn't realize that there were schools doing that 15, 16 years ago. Yeah, she was in a private school, which um, was really awesome because it gave her the opportunity to... Um, to be authentic and true to herself. I mean, even at that time she was, which I didn't know, but she was, um, performing like, um, prayer circles for her friends. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, very fortunate that I, you know, have very two intuitive young ladies. Um, oh, that's I had awesome. the honor of being a mother too. Yeah. So she started that in fifth grade and I kind of went on with it. You know, I also managed a salon and spa in the Tampa Bay area, which was about, 7,000 square feet and over 50 employees. And of course, working in a spa and in a wellness facility um, and managing it, I became more curious too, just about the products we put on our body, um, the things that we inhale, um, crystals, of course, that's when I was introduced to them as well back then. And like I said, everything just kind of evolved and has grown and blossomed. Mm. So you kind of talked about the products you put on your body. Tell me about that journey. Um, well, working in the spa industry, um, and also having my full specialist license, I realized a lot of the products that are sold to us aren't necessarily beneficial. Um, and when you say us, what do you, like, what do you mean? Specifically? Just consumers, consumers okay. specifically in this, in this particular conversation. Um, but there are clean products and there were clean products available. They were just so unaffordable. So mm-hmm. even with that being said, I realized like, hmm, you know, there is a market, there is a, a platform for this, but it's not for the average, it's not priced for the average consumer, um, which that also, of course, as my journey went along, I kind of, you know, start doing more research and finding out about more um, clean products. Mm. Also, yeah. oh, go ahead. Well, also my journey after I left the spa industry, I worked for uh, all natural cosmetic manufacturer. So I got to travel mm-hmm. nationally. And that's what really started started to spark my interest when it came to wellness and um, clean products. Mm. That's, that's really interesting. And what were some of the first things that you changed and why? Like what, what did, when you kind of saw behind the curtain, what were you like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was using this and I have to switch right away? Uh, deodorant. Deodorant was the Ooh. first thing. And let me be honest, you know, cause you know, especially being here in Florida is hot. So, yes. um, 
I was born in Florida. I was okay. actually born in Tampa, so trust me. Oh, really? I know. Okay, so you know. Yes. Know. <laughs> so you know, it's hot, it's humid, it's rainy, it's all that beautiful stuff, right? So it's not a place that people would probably condone wearing natural deodorant or opting to not wear antiperspirant at all, you know? So mm-hmm. <laughs> that that was my first journey, of course. And then, um, actually, that's not true. Now that I think about it, I cut out my relaxer. In 2003, that was my first journey. Um, And not, I mean, I guess we're just talking here. So I can tell you, my grandmother had passed away um, in 2003 due to Alzheimer's and dementia. Mm -hmm. And um, my siblings and I, the one thing that we could think of that she did religiously was get a relaxer. And of course, Mm -hmm. I can't put two and two together. You know, I can't say that and prove that. But I mean, everything else, she never wore antiperspirant. Um, We pretty much had like a little garden outside our house. So we would eat a lot of our whole foods that way. The only thing I could really put together was the relaxer. So we all cut off our relaxers in 03. um, Haven't looked back. um, Went to deodorant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's research that proves the toxicity of relaxers. So that's not, you know, just kind of like, oh, we're we're kind of saying this, but there's not really evidence to back it up. There's evidence to back up relaxers. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. So you guys were right on trend. (laughs) (laughs) And it's interesting. I think a lot of people's journey starts with their hair um, and getting rid of the relaxers. I was kind of similar to you where I was getting a relaxer. I wanted to go natural, but I, mine was like more of an identity issue. I was concerned about, oh my gosh, how am I going to look without my relaxer? Because I had kind of bought into this European standards of beauty. And I was worried about my attractiveness without my kinky, with, with kinky curly hair. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And because there's so many images showing us otherwise, otherwise, especially, you know, 16 years ago. So yeah, and I like this like this wellness journey. You no, know, it's not just about the products. It's really about self-acceptance. And I know we use the word self-love a lot, but and I don't know how often we break down what that really means, but to me, it's a piece a big piece of self-love is learning to accept yourself exactly how you are, exactly how God made you, exactly how your hair grows. You know, wake up in the morning and feel confident and beautiful in your skin, which is easier to say oftentimes than it is to actually do. Right. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's been 16 years and I still um, have struggles with it every once in a while, you know, mm-hmm. like today trying to get the house, you know, I put on like um, like a, tur- a half turban. It is what it is, you know, but you're right. It is something that we're constantly um, accepting of ourselves. Yeah, it's it's definitely a journey for sure. So let's talk about this deodorant. We just launched a deodorant box on our platform because we kept hearing people wanted to switch to natural deodorants and they couldn't find a deodorant that worked for them. So we put together a box of samples of our Black-owned deodorants that we carry on Black and Green to try to help people find the perfect deodorant for them. Mm -hmm. And so were there any tips being in Florida of you kind of getting used to and accustomed to and kind of detoxing to get ready to start wearing natural deodorant? So what I did first and what I still do in between, um, I use just lemon mm-hmm. or lemon, you know, you clean yourself with lemon. That's good to do at least for three days before you start 
into natural deodorant because it kind of like okay so let's be specific like do you just cut a lemon in half and rub the lemon on your underarms do you squeeze the juice in a like okay okay i slice it and i rub it underneath my underarms um also at times might carry a ziploc bag um with some extra reinforcement some baby wipes in your purse um it's definitely a journey it's a marathon it is not a sprint so be patient and also you know what a lot of us need to realize is that we've been putting so many chemicals in our body for so long. It's, you know, it's going to take some time for your body and your pH to get used to sweating again and for, mm-hmm. for producing, you know, those things that it needs to do to cleanse itself, you know? So, right. Yeah. But yep. Yeah, because it, sweat doesn't stink. It's the bacteria yeah. that stinks. Mary, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. So tell me about your products and kind of what prompted you to want to create a product line. Well, um, gosh, I wanted an actual boutique brick and mortar back in 2001. Um, My desire for it to be sustainable and I guess wellness based, that desire came about 2010. Um, And of course, you know, my daughters are what really... um, motivated that. And then of course, you know, just through working and things, I realized there was a gap in, in, like I said, providing natural products that are not only good for your skin and your body, but also for your home that were affordable for the average consumer. And I do know, like even with traveling, a lot of people associated green products with you either have to be um, rich or you have to be a tree hugger. And that's not necessarily mm. the truth. So there's a whole demographic right in the between those two. So I wanted to reach those people because that's me. I'm like right in between, you know. And um, it just kind of grew from there. Candles came about because I love candles. And I just didn't want to spend a 100 plus dollars on a soy candle, you know, mm. that was clean. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand the importance of what we bring in our house and what we burn in our house is just as important as what we put on our bodies. So that's what started the wellness candle journey. Now, what's unique about your candles? Because I'll be honest, there's a lot of candle makers. Yes. <laughs> and you know this. Mm-hmm. But what's unique about your candles, I think, is that they're candles with a purpose um, and they have intention behind them. So can you talk about that? Yeah, so absolutely. Um we, anyone can make a candle. Anyone can burn a candle. Um, however, there has to be, for my candles, I like for it to have something behind it besides just aromatherapy and just relaxation, which is awesome. We should definitely do that. But um, I want my product to be something that the average woman or man can can do something special for themselves. Every morning when I'm getting ready, I light a candle because that's something that's for me, that's special. It's a relationship that I've, a sacred space that I've created for my morning routine. Um, So many of us think that self-care has to be going to the spa and getting a massage, which is great. And I am an advocate for, but we all don't have necessarily the resources or the time to do that. So why not create that space at home? So that's what Blue Sage Candles are all about creating sacred moments in your own space and celebrating yourself. Now we will pause for a moment of meditation with Dr. Crystal Jones.
So wherever you are right now, just take a moment to be. Be in your awareness, be in your truth, be in your wholeness. Allow yourself to show up as light, dark, and every shade of gray in between. Feeling your presence, experiencing your truth, finding your breath, and instead of directing her, listen to her. Ask her where she wants to spend more time and spend more time there. Ask her where she's stuck and go into the experience of why. Be in this breath, be in this movement and continue to cultivate this experience through the rest of your day. Honoring that your truth and whatever you show up as is always enough. You are perfection and excellence personified. Anything that tells you that you're anything else no longer serves you. hope that you enjoyed the meditation with Dr. Crystal. Sometimes we all need a reminder to just stop and take a break, stop and clear our minds, stop and be present. But now we're going to hop back into the conversation with our artisan. Like celebrating yourself, how, like, how do you practically do that? Sometimes I feel like in the wellness world, we use terms without the strategies. So it's like celebrate yourself or self-love or self-care. And it's not this, but like, what is it? Like, what are tangible things that we can do collectively as Black women to celebrate ourselves, to take care of ourselves, to love ourselves? What does that look like? So for instance, if while you're getting ready, let's say you happen to be up um, 30 minutes ahead of time and you have time. If you're someone that likes to take baths, and opt for a bath instead of a shower. Like make it like celebrate this moment that you have presently in your life, that you have this extra 30 minutes to where you can indulge in something that you enjoy before you start the rest of your day or vice versa. While you're ending your day, you have time. Why not just take the time to do some self-care, even something as simple as putting on your lotion on your body. Why not massage your body as you're putting on the lotion and speaking over yourself and speaking over that day? To me, that's intentional self-care, whether it takes two minutes or if it takes 30 minutes or a couple of hours. Yeah, I love that. I think what you're mentioning at the core is incorporating self-care into like your daily practice. Yes. And it's sometimes it's reframing your brain about the things that you already have to do. So you have to put on lotion anyways. Well, hopefully you do. (laughs) 
<laughs> so instead of it being like a task or a chore, you can frame your mind instead to be like, okay, this is an act of self-care. Um, the same thing in the bathroom. You need to wash your face. You need to do, you know, you need to give, you know, you need to take your makeup off if you wear makeup. So let's say, okay, I'm going to indulge in this mini facial I'm going to give myself. I think so much of it I'm learning is all about the mindset you have behind the things that you're doing. So for me, a big thing that used to cause me all kinds of stress was traffic. I hate <laughs> traffic. Same thing. I just would, right. It would just make me feel like I'm wasting time. I would be late to things. I feel like I couldn't be productive. Like I just, I, I hated it. And I had a friend one time tell me, she's like, you know what? Traffic is inevitable. You're giving it so much power of something that you hate. Why don't you reframe your brain? And instead of seeing it as this thing that's taking something away from you, see it as a gift. Oh, I just got a gift of 10 minutes to spend alone. Or I just got this gift to watch this, um, no, not watch, but listen to <laughs> this podcast that I've been wanting to listen to or listen to this new song or just to think or process my thoughts. Like try to see it as, hey, for some reason I must need to slow down right now and this is helping me slow down. And so I just think that that reframing of things that could be negative or things that we don't like, that is what self-care is. It's, it's the everyday actions that you are now reframing to be positive and speaking positivity over you versus holding on to this negative energy. Yes, I 100% agree. As um, Derek Gray says, we have to unlearn and relearn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know every time I talk to you, you just sound so balanced. I know that you just got out of traffic. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and yes, and you don't sound bothered or flustered or... Like, how long did it take you to get to that place? Or has that just always been your personality? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely, it's definitely been a journey. Um, yeah. And my family likes to say it's, it's age. I like to say it's mm. practice and age. Um, mm -hmm. I just realized, and what my boyfriend keeps reminding me, like things aren't happening to me. They're happening for me. And things mm. that I cannot control, you can't control. So why, you know, get upset about it or try to, you know, bang your chest about it? You just, you let it go. So I am learning to let things go that I cannot control. Oh. Yes. So talk to me about crystals. I know in the wellness world, you hear a lot about crystals and about sage and about chakras. And for some Black people, they're nervous. It's like, oh, I grew up in a Christian household. Like, is this somehow separate from Christianity? And, you know, what does this all mean? Like, how do you kind of help people process who might be new to some of these wellness modalities? Yeah. And, you know, I come in contact with... Um with this question often, actually, um, I was raised Pentecostal, so, um, I definitely get it. And how I respond to people is, um, you know, God made the crystals with mm. purpose. They have a purpose. Everything that is created by the creator has its purpose. Our ancestors used them prior to us deciding to use Western, um, medicine, right. And it worked. So, if it's, if it's from the creator and it has intention, it has purpose, why not use it for our, for mm. our own, our own well-being, our own wellness. So, mm. um, that's how I explain it. And of course, if there are more questions, um, if I have the information, I definitely, I give it. If I don't, I can say, you know what, that's something good to look up, you know, but mm -hmm. even, um, 
as people use the Bible as a resource, crystals are mentioned in the Bible, just like um, burning of incense and of resins. That's also mentioned in the Bible. Um, yeah. Even right. um, it doesn't have to be this either or. Right. It's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So can you talk a little bit about the power of crystals and how, if someone wants to find a crystal, um, I really want to talk about this because your candles have crystals in them. And so just if you can help me and help us understand, like, how do you select them and what does it mean and where's the power coming from? So everything has energy. Everything's energy. Everything has vibrations. With the crystals, of course, they have their own, whether they're low or high, um, whether they're grounding crystals, what are their cleansing crystals? They all have their own properties. And when we use them with intention, and that's any and every single thing that we do, um, even when saging, but when you use this tool with the intention for whatever their intention is, um, what you're doing is you're activating, you're activating its, its frequency. Mm. So, um, yeah. Hope that answers the question. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it seems like intention is a really important piece of it. Yeah, it is. Of course, um, and this is the same thing I tell people when they want to cleanse their house and offer some protection, like with the sage. Um, yes, you burn sage, it kills the bacteria in the air. However, that's the physical property. The metaphysical starts with you. It's the intention behind mm-hmm. the saging. Speak and not always tell people, speak what you want, not only over your home, over your life. Um, show gratitude in that. Because when, you, when you're doing that, as you're burning the sage, it's the intention that's going out into the universe that comes back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, of course, you're cleansing. Of course, you're, you know, you're cleansing your home. But what else are you doing? Right. I mean, this just keeps kind of circling back to me that the power of your words, the power of your intentions, and really the power of your mind, you are what you think you are. Yes. You you know, you you will create what you think you create. You're only limited by your brain setting those limitations on you. And I think that that's so hard for people to kind of swallow because we see a lot of the structural things that may exist to make life difficult or the things that are out of our control, oftentimes it feels, but there truly is power in the way, how you, that you think, because when you come against those obstacles, if you think that you will be victorious, if you know that you will be victorious, it doesn't feel like an obstacle. It feels like, okay, this is a bump on my path. Mm-hmm. But if you if you approach it thinking I'm going to fail, the second you see an obstacle, you're like, see, I knew I was going to fail. And you just kind of let go. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. I'll even give you an example in our relationship. This conversation was something that was manifested, which is Mm. really cool. Um, Over a year ago, I had a friend that she sent me Black and Green's platform. She was like, Mm -hmm. she she said, you you should do this. It was of, uh, and when she said it, I was like in the middle of something. I think I was traveling and I just saw it was like a face mist. So I thought she was just just saying like, oh, like this is a good, you know, product. You should try it. So I just went to your platform. I purchased it. End of story, right? <laughs> right. So, um, I, I go and I do this event last year, and I guess I came across one of your associates, and that's how our relationship became. So she was saying I should apply to be on your platform, not knowing wow. that's what she was saying. Um, 
But afterwards, and after I talked to you guys and I met you, I shared that with her. She was like, this is what I was telling you. You should be on their platform. I'm like, that's one idea. (laughs) And so the more I was like, I want this, you know, so that was one of the goals that I had wrote down. And then our relationship developed. And here we are a year later, you know. Wow. So I definitely believe in that. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's it's so amazing the power of words because to be, you know, totally transparent, we get so many artisans who create candles, mm-hmm. like so many artisans. And what I'm learning is that when someone gets excited about starting a business, oftentimes they want to make candles or they make body butter. So we get a lots and lots and lots of requests for candles and body butter. And I remember telling my team, we have to make sure that if we're bringing on more candles or bringing on more body butter, that it's unique in some way and that it's different. And it kind of speaks to people on a screen because we won't be with them face to face to actually smell. And your candles have done an amazing job at speaking to people, even if they aren't there. And I'll never forget this. I don't know if I told you this, but we did a, a photo shoot. I guess it was about a year ago at this point. And we brought different products with us and we had models and the whole nine yard. And we were doing um, a photo shoot with some of your candles. And so we lit the candle in the photo shoot. And in the middle of the photo shoot, one of the models starts meditating. Mm. And you can tell that she was legitimately meditating. It wasn't for the cameras, almost to the point where we felt like we were like, interrupting her, her sacred space is how it almost felt. And so she's meditating. We end up kind of leaving the room for her to continue meditating. The candle was lit. Eventually she finished and she's like, oh, there's just something about this candle. And so we continue, we finished the shoot. And at the end of the shoot, I walk up to her. I said, hey, it just seemed like you really had a connection to this candle. I want you to have it. And I handed it to her and she started crying. And she was like, I don't know what it is, but something about that candle. And I just really needed that right now. That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that with me. No, I don't recall hearing that. Thank yeah, you. yeah. It's like, I don't know if I've ever shared it. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like I just followed my instincts, told me that she, that that candle was hers. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, that, and, that's, something about, yeah, and that's why I do what I, I do, ahead. you know, it's yes. for those stories, give people a tool, you know, and that's, that's just what it is. It's a tool, it's a resource. Um, mm. For their journey. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's a tool. It's a resource for your journey. And I, I always encourage people to ask yourself when something seems new or seems foreign and your immediate reaction is to kind of shun it or push it away because it's something you don't understand. It's just to like push on your own thinking. Like, why am I pushing this away? Do I fully understand what this is? Is this coming from a place of fear? Is this coming from a place of abundance? And and kind of just make sure that you're checking your own intentions because I've even heard some people struggle with yoga mm-hmm. or struggle with, you know, oh, how does that kind of bump into the religion? And I just think that all, sometimes our... Um, our belief systems or kind of how we've even processed religion might be completely different than what it is. So that's a whole nother conversation, but just wanting people to be thoughtful about how they can marry their religion and wellness. We did a big conversation series about releasing toxic behavior Mm -hmm. and toxic conversations and toxic communication. And we were, we were really shocked at how many people felt like religion was keeping them in a toxic place because they didn't feel comfortable releasing a toxic relationship, particularly if it was a spouse. Yeah. Or just even expressing themselves so many times Mm -hmm. when you're in um, these organized religions, they shun you for just even expressing 
of free thought that doesn't align mm-hmm. with whatever is being taught. You know, we have thoughts that come in. We process information so quickly, right? right. Um, so, you know, it does feel good to be able to express yourself without any judgment. Um, just a simple question. Being mm-hmm. able and free to ask a simple question without judgment can mean a lot to someone, especially on their journey. Um, I realized that even in my past, I had put so much, um, we put so many restrictions on ourselves just based on the very limited information that we have. Um, it is nice to kind of like peek through those doors, maybe walk through it and just be able like, you know, just, just to be, and just to explore different, Mm, different options. mm. So, and I just think, and there's no right or wrong. It's just trying to give yourself the freedom to explore and not be bound by fear. I think yeah. that that's what's really important. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that that's really important. So tell us something about you that we may not know. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> like, you don't know a lot. It's you a just lot. met me. <laughs> well, you'll be surprised to know maybe because you say, I, you know, I sound so balanced. Um, speaking publicly is definitely one of the tasks that I'm working on. Um, even though I have to do it all the time, it's just not something I'm comfortable with. So Mm. I'm constantly uncomfortable with that, but I know there's growth there. Um, I love to travel. That's like my thing. I Mm. love to travel. How do you, how do you travel with children? Well, my kids are grown now. They're 19 and 21. Hello. How did you do it when they were younger? (laughs) Um, so I have a great I have great parents and have a great support okay. system. So um, if if we all didn't go together, let's say if I was doing a girls' trip, they had grandparents that would watch them or aunt. Mm, so awesome. um, yeah. But other than that, we pretty much did a lot of it together. Um, I raised my girls as a single mother from the time my oldest was four, my youngest was two, and mm-hmm. so um, they like to explore too. So we'll pack up and go. My mom. It's a retired teacher, 43 years for Hillsborough County School District. So every summer we will always travel. So I just, we still do that. I mean, we'll leave mm. in a couple of weeks. We're going um, somewhere quick, you know, but it's just something I was raised with on and to something I continue with my girls. So that's awesome. Yeah. I just love that the kind of like the message that children don't have to like stop you from doing the things that you do, you just kind of incorporate them into it and you guys continue to explore together yeah absolutely like on the in the trips that we all went together if there was something that was for the adults like they would be in another adult or two that would stay back with the kids and vice versa but most of our trips it was all of us when I say all of us like my siblings their kids parents 13 of us so that's amazing that's awesome Well, thank you so much for joining us. It was really so much fun to getting to know you better and just learning about intention and the intention that's really behind the products that you create. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the Black and Green podcast. Did you have more questions for our special guest? Please leave your questions in the comment section. Also, check us out at blkgrn.com. Please subscribe and comment. We love hearing from you. Until next time, buy black and live green.